Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. Desperately looked for one, and I couldn't find it because I'm not going to. It uh, talking about the kingdom is not sermon stuff. <laughs> uh, now churches are full of sermons, and the first thing when I became a Christian and joined the church, I found out that. Uh, there are three stages in the Christian's life. They're either in a battle, coming out of a battle, or going into a battle. Period. <laughs> That's just the Christian life. It's not that way in the kingdom. It's not that way in the kingdom. I don't fight no more. I, and, and I'll try, if, if I get around to it, I'll try to tell you why. Ms. Vila and I don't fight anymore. Uh, we used to because we enjoyed the making up, I guess. But we don't, um, we really, somebody got that a little late. The only thing, I can possibly do really is is share with you a little bit about the kingdom and what it actually means. He, he's he's uh, tapping all around it with some of the things that he says and still refers it to the church. Um, <laughs> but once you enter the kingdom and get a, a kingdom mentality and that's what we need is a kingdom mentality, not church mentality, but a kingdom mentality. Now, that's what, that's what God was after to start with. And I've got several scriptures, if I can remember them. I want to show them to you. And that's the only thing we can do anyway is just let you see the word and make up your own mind. If you want to go to church, there's nothing wrong with it. If you want to go to church and fight and toil and struggle and strain, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But I, I, I found out one day that my king has got a legion of angels in his army. And he's dedicated them to me. I don't fight. They do. They do. When we learn how, and prayer is, when, when y'all were praying a while ago, earlier, uh, <laughs> I said, Lord, what, 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 how should we look at prayer? How, how should we, uh, what, what, what should we call it? Prayer is not a struggle shouldn't be 
And and the Lord, I don't I don't do this. I didn't even bring it with me. I don't do this, but my wife does. Um, she's got one of them blame telephones that you type on it, you know, and send emails. And so I I said, uh, prayer then is is the way I email heaven. That's what it is. My contact with heaven. Praying. That's 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 what it is. And all we have to do is is get rid of our sin, confess, and then communication system is open, wide open. Then you can just start talking to heaven. And you get instructions from heaven. Our problem is we don't like the instructions. And we don't want to do them the way God wants them done. You know, the one thing God told both of us about our fighting, how to stop them, shut up. (laughs) True. Just shut up. Works. Because the enemy, there, there's, there's two kingdoms in this world that, and, and we have to realize it. This, this whole thing is about kingdom. It ain't about church. Church is what mankind started because he was too darn lazy to seek the kingdom. See, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom. But if we come to church, guess whose job it is? He's going to do it, not us. And it doesn't work because all of us together make up the kingdom. It's unity. Alone, we're not dangerous. But in unity, we are dangerous. Ask God. Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Together we can get it done. Fighting each other, we can't. And you can't fight him. And and, and his, his biggest job, he's the CEO of this organization. His biggest job is to keep order. That's his biggest job. Okay, I'll sit down. <laughs> Boy, God's amazing to me. And and this listen, this this is dynamite. This is dynamite. And we live firecracker lives. Amen. And we got dynamite in our hand. (laughs) Woo! Have we been fooled? We've been duped. The church has. And we listen. Now I want to say a couple of things. And if, if you get these things and understand them, you'll understand what she's talking about when, when, uh, things that's in heaven uh, 
we want down here. There's no sickness, no nobody's crippled, uh, nobody's uh, dumb, mistreated, hungry. But we ain't going to heaven. Heaven ain't our home. Earth is. Heaven made for God, for Jesus, for the angels. The Bible says he gave us earth. He gave earth to man. Why? All right, let me, let me, let me, let me explain it to you. Let me show you. Over in Genesis, when you go to Genesis, really, if you ever want to start reading the Bible and read it right, start in Genesis. I started in Revelation. And it'll confuse you. It really will. But it's the only place I knew. In the beginning, God, Created. I'm going to do this a little slower than I used to because I'm wore out already. God created the earth. Now, this, this whole thing's about kingdom. Keep that in your mind. It ain't about individuality. Matter of fact, that's, that's silly in the church. Really, we ought to all be the same. How should we be then? Well, heaven is on my mind. That's the way we ought to think. We ought to get the mind of God in here. And, and then we'd all be the same. We'd all think the same. You know? Isn't that amazing? But that's what it's about, and that's what he wanted. God created the heavens and the earth. And then, then he, he brought the light. And he didn't say let there be light. In Hebrew, he said be light. You know why? Because what, and God doesn't talk a whole lot. But when he says something, it becomes law. And he honors it. Whatever God says, that's the way it's going to be. And he honors what he says. So he said be light. Be light. Just be. And it's still being and it's still growing. Still reaching out. Right now. It doesn't stop. And he goes all the way down and he <laughs> has the firmament and all this kind of stuff. And then in verse uh, 20. Seven, chapter 1. So God created man. Did you know man was both created and made? Created and made. He created earth. And then he created man. And man didn't fit on earth because he was a spirit. So he reached down after he created the earth, got him a handful of dirt, 
and made man a body to live in. From the earth. Made him earth. Then he did something else that was quite amazing. He gave him authority to maintain the earth. That's kingdom stuff. That's what we got. That's what you, you take authority over. We're here in the name of heaven to take authority over the darkness in this world. There's only two kingdoms. Kingdom of heaven and kingdom of light. You can sit down and waller in darkness all you want to. The kingdom of darkness and kingdom of light. And you can waller in it. You really can. But when you make up your mind to get out of it, you can. You might, you might have, I got a bunch of scars from wrestling with it. it it's determined to take over. But you don't have to surrender. You don't. In verse 27 of Genesis 1, he created man. And that's, that's the Hebrew word B-A-R-A. Then if you go over to 2 Genesis, Genesis 2, and look at verse 7. He formed the man. See, he made man long before he formed him. Now, anything that's not of earth doesn't have the authority to be here. That's, and it has to be done like God says. It has to be born water and the blood and all this. And, and, and when you start... When you start reading and studying the Bible with the kingdom mentality, I'm t it, it, it comes, you see things that you wonder, my goodness. And I, I've known this a long time because I've been real sharp. Uh, but I, I just couldn't realize it. Did you know when God created woman, right after he, or made woman, right after he, he uh, created man, he did something that was absolutely fascinating. And he said something that, what, that was even more fascinating. And he, and he told her in verse 15 of chapter 3, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Now, he, he was telling the devil something that he, he didn't know. He said, that woman is going to be your biggest problem. Because I have created a womb in her that is amazing. And I'm going to put a child in her one of these days that her blood will not mix and mingle with that child's blood because its blood will come strictly from the Father. And his name is Jesus. And I didn't know it, but the, but the child's blood does not mix and mingle with the mother's blood. It doesn't. Scientifically speaking, it does not mix with mom's. 
Now her DNA does, but not her blood. It's her own. It's, it's the baby's own blood, and the father. That see the life is in the blood, and Jesus' blood is still a living today. It's alive right now and does its work. Has no problem healing you, doing whatever you need. Really, I'm serious. And when you really get into this thing and really look at it, man, we we ought to realize my, the battle's over. God just wants us to believe it and stand on it. You know, they, they came in one day and said, well, guess what? We won the Second World War. And everybody shouted, well, we won it. And then they didn't worry about it anymore. And the preacher gets up and says, well, we won the war, and everybody worries. Well, when are we going to fight again? Walk in the victory. You know, everybody running around doing this. You know? And it ought to be like this. That means walk in your victory. Walk in it. Live in it. Believe in it. Waller in it. It's time we got to church and just wallered in who we are. My Lord, you are, you are, listen to me. You are the only legal way God can touch earth. God is all powerful. Angels are powerful. But they have no authority on earth. You do. You are God's authority. That's kingdom stuff. You are an ambassador of Christ. Kingdom stuff. Believe it. Quit listening to the devil when he tells you you're sick or something. Or broke. Mr. Bill and I had been broke in 40 years. We ain't never got no money, but we ain't broke. <laughs> Always, you know, every time we need it, it just it shows up. I don't know where it comes from. Falls out of the sky. Maybe we got a tree in the backyard that grows it. I don't know. But God, listen, when are we ever going to win in this thing alone? And when, when we start living like it and acting like it and thinking like it, things are going to change around here, especially in crossing. Now, we can't worry too much about Little rock and places like that yet. There's a we we really need to walk into it here. And guess what? When when we were at Calvary and heaven moved in, it shocked us because like he, he said here not too long ago, trucks would drive down the road and just park and come in and get saved and get in their truck and leave. And we never advertised the first minute. Of what was going on. We didn't know what was going on. We just knew we was having fun. You know. And we enjoyed church. And I'm going to tell you something else. When the heaven. When, when the kingdom mentality. Really touches you. The, 
the smallest service uh, group of people you have in the service won't be your prayer group. That's usually the smallest group. But when heaven moves in and, and you get kingdom mentality, you're going to know that the prayer group is our email to heaven. Telling God, see, we, 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 our problem, let me tell you what our problem really is. When praying ought to be commissioning the angels and the army angels to meet our need. That's what they're here for. And you know what they're doing right now to most people? Well, I wish somebody would tell me what to do. <laughs> That's what praying is about. That's what it's about. You know, and, and your angels, they do well. They didn't even invite me to go to church with them today. They're going to go down there and gather. And, 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 but, but, we, oh, but, but our angels are powerful. But they don't have any authority to do anything on earth. Nothing. Demons don't have authority. They have power. You have the authority. Use it. God gave me the authority and I surrendered it to Vela. And I went to work. And we're the bride of Christ. He has given us his authority. All authority that was his is now ours. It's delegated, but we still got it. It's delegated. See, I delegated my authority to her. Jesus delegated his authority to us. And we have the, that's kingdom thinking. And when we get when we get to that point and begin to think, we're gonna quit sitting around with the mully grubs, you know, feeling bad and depression gets on me and it tries. You know, it, it really does. And I, I go into my little, I got, a, I got a little closet in my bedroom. And I got a chair that stays in there. And it's, it's about wore out. Because I use it. And we ought to learn to use it. And get in there and get, you can get rid of depression. Boredom. Whatever. I've even went in there and got rid of hunger. Yeah. You, uh. And this is, that's what kingdom is all about. But he said to the woman, or said to Satan, I'm going to put enmity between thee and the woman. Do you know what the word enmity is? Hatred. So who invented it? Yeah. And who'd he give it to? <laughs> I want to show you something. Here in Matthew, 
And don't, don't thank God. We, a lot of, a lot of things in the church is, uh, goes back a long time. It, it was created, well, it was started by the Catholics. And I hope you don't get mad at me. But the Pope, I just don't have much to do with the, um, that religion. The Pope is, uh, claims to be God on earth. He ain't. Uh, so that's a lie. You know? So you can deal with that any way you want to. If I told you a lie and got caught in it, what would you do to me? What would you say about me? Oh, but we got to honor the Pope. Why? He's a liar. <laughs> Grow up. You know, if I was a pickpocket, you know what you'd call? You'd call me a pickpocket, wouldn't you? If I was an adulterer, you'd call me an adulterer. He's a liar. He ain't God. On earth. He ain't God. So we need to change the way we do things in church. I read a whole lot of, by Miles Monroe, and he's, he, uh, he died. He had a plane crash and died. He and his wife both. But I read a lot about him. He's a fascinating person. And I, I, I learned from him because he lived in a kingdom. He understood kingdom mentality. Because he grew up in a, in a kingdom. He knew what it was about. We have trouble with it because we elect our president and then don't listen to him. You know? He's just, a, he's, he's just a, something we can, can uh, curse at, swear at when he don't do things exactly like we think he ought to. But, he's, but I, I want to tell you something about uh, what's his name? President Trump. He ain't perfect. And nobody on earth is. Okay? But we need to, we, need, we really and truly need to change a lot of things about what we do. And we need to get out of this idea that, boy, I can vote people in and vote people out. and I, You know, we're... We're, we're in control. You, and you ain't in control. You ain't, you're not in control. <laughs> Miss Vela tells me, she lets me know at least 10 times a week, I ain't in control. I'm responsible, but I ain't in control. There's a truth there. And we need to learn it. The king, the king is in control in a kingdom. And we need to learn that. Now, who's running our lives? The king of light or the king of darkness? They ain't but two kingdoms. 
You're either moved by one or you're moved by the other. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm ruled by the flesh. Guess who rules that? It's dirt. Dirty. And if you go back to Genesis, when God created Adam and, and gave him a body, he gave him dominion, power, or authority. That's kingdom stuff. You can't get away from it. It's kingdom stuff. He's in charge. God wanted a kingdom on earth. That was visible because he already lived in an invisible kingdom. And he's an invisible God. And he created a man in his image. Spirit. Then he created him a, a, a body, a made him a body from this earth that was dirt. Put him in it. And, and, and this is what I want you to I want you to pray and talk to me. In the cool of the day, all day long, we're going to fellowship together. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to talk. You'll tell me your problems, and, and I'll let you know my problems. And, and we'll just work it all out. And that's the way it's weren't done. That's kingdom stuff. Ain't church stuff. Church, church stuff says, well, we, we've elected a bunch of deacons. We got a preacher, and um, they can handle it. We're going to go fishing. Or go to the carnival or whatever. Whatever we do. But we're losing America because of it. You know, they just had another killing in schools in Houston, and they can't figure out what's wrong. Oh, my goodness, it's got to be the gun. It ain't the guns. It ain't the guns. We don't have enough guys. It ain't, it ain't that, really. You, you could put an army around them, and they'd figure out a way to get a gun in there if they wanted to kill somebody. We're, we're building a wall between us and Mexico, and they'll figure out a way to get over it or under it or something. And we got to build a wall because we've kicked God out. There's our protection. We kicked God out of the schools, kicked God out, get prayer out, kicked the Bible out, and then wonder why people want to kill themselves and kill each other. We didn't, we didn't have this problem when God was in control. When the church was alive with God Almighty and the Holy Ghost was free to move and we obeyed Him, whatever He said. See, that's kingdom stuff. That's not church stuff. Church stuff, just, we're, we're wearing preachers out. And we tell the preacher, you got to go, you got to build a church. I heard that when I was pastoring. Brother Bloy, listen, they, they hire you. And if you don't grow the church, they'll run you off. I got tired of getting run off, so I just quit. They asked me one day, they said, when are you going to pastor again? When you let me total 45 to the pulpit. 
in America, folks. We've done lost the church, the schools. Done lost them. God never did give the government the authority to train your children. Anyway, he told you to do it. And you turned it over to the government. Well, I'm not mad, just desperate. We, we got a, and listen to me, President Trump is a reprieve. Did you know that if he had lost, we wouldn't be having church today? Not in this building. We might have gathered under the bridge somewhere, and a few of us that was courageous enough to gather and pray and hide our cars so nobody would see them. We could then gather and, and pray. But because President God saw fit to put President Trump in office to give us a little reprieve, because the end is just around the corner. And you say, well, that's not going to affect us. Yes, it will. It may affect some of your kids and your family and kinfolks and neighbors. Grow up. We're here to take over. Let's not take over. We can rule only together, but not separately. Now we quit making this guy do all the work, telling him he's got to grow the church. It ain't, his, it ain't his place to grow the church. It's ours. How do you do it? And you don't bring lost people in here and make sure they get saved. L listen to me. Read the Bible. Read, listen. Jesus Christ, when he come to church, Jesus preached to the multitudes, but he taught his disciples. There's a difference. I know people that go to church, big church, and all they ever hear is salvation, salvation. And they don't know one thing about the Bible or what, what it even means to be a child of God. What, what can I claim? What is really mine? And that's his biggest job is teaching us what we can actually claim that's ours. What can you claim? What does the Bible say? All these things. <laughs> then we need really and truly, we really, really, really need to learn how to commission our angels, the angel army, to take care of business. Where to go, what to do. I, I remember a number of years ago, I was pastoring a little church in Louisiana. <coughs> and I, I got up one morning. I got up one morning and, and walked to the mailbox. It was the, the post office. It wasn't too far from where I lived and uh, where the parsonage was. And as I was walking down Main Street, I walked past the drugstore 
And uh, I was shocked. This, is, this was a long time ago. And I saw right in the big plate glass window. Uh, and they had them in plastic wraps anyway. But these girly magazines. And I stopped and looked back and I said, oh, my Lord. And that really shocked me. And I stood there a minute. And this is early in the morning. And I stood there a minute. And, I, and the Lord told me to just kneel down and tend the business. And I knelt down and told the Lord, I said, Lord, these things, they ain't got no business here. In the, you know, they used to be used to get them under the counter and all this kind of stuff in the back room and places like that. Now they put them right out in the, in the, in the window. And I said, um, oh, Lord, send your angels or whatever. Get rid of these things. I got up, walked to the post office, which was about two blocks away, and came back by there, and they were gone. We've got authority. They were gone. And that's, that's what it's all about. It ain't about, uh, we come down here, church, church causes us to live a firecracker life. That's amazing, isn't it? We, we, we could blow everything up and we're running out here going. That's just about. We're, 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 we're afraid we're going to upset the devil. Tell him where to get off. Good grief. Okay. I got a whole Bible here to get through, and I'm just not, I'm got to go, Peter, uh, make it. John came preaching. What? The kingdom of God. And then, lo and behold, here come Jesus Christ. And he said, uh, John, you got to baptize me. No, John, John, I need to be baptized of you. And he said, no, I've, I've got to get under your ministry. That's what baptizing means. I'm coming under that ministry. Now, I've been baptized into this church. by your. I wanted to get under that ministry because that's the ministry that it's all about. And that's what Jesus was telling John. I want to get under the kingdom ministry because that's what's in my heart is kingdom. And then Jesus began to preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know what that means? Right here. That's as close as you can get. And when you lay hands on people, that's the kingdom of heaven. And you can't get much closer. But that's what it's all about. And then Jesus began to preach the kingdom. 
He preached the kingdom of heaven all the way through Matthew. Read Matthew sometime and see how many times Jesus mentioned you must be born again one time. And he mentioned that to a man at 2 o'clock in the morning by himself. Never mentioned it again. And what he's talking about is you need a new mentality. And when you're born again and you get a new mentality and it's God's, you think about him. He's, his kingdom is what it's all about. I want to I show you something here. Show my brother something here. I, listen, I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I think this is fact. God showed me this one day, and I called her. She was going down the road in the car. In Luke 16, 16, the law and the prophets were until John. The law and the prophets. That's what they preached until John. The law and the prophets. That's the Old Testament. Until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached. <laughs> now, that changes the program. And Lazarus, and how many people was, was uh, healed in the Old Testament and raised from the dead and all that in the Old Did You know, things changed when you start preaching the kingdom of heaven because heaven is one. Heaven has the power. We have the authority. Not the law, the authority. There is a difference. See, the cops have the law. They have the law. You can go down there and say, boy, I got the law right here. And you can't speed. It don't do you a lick of good. But the cop has the authority to back up the law. That makes a difference. Kingdom is what it's about, folks. It ain't about coming to church. I don't come to church down here to see if we can fill this place up. I don't care if it ain't three people here. I've preached to eight. And let God take care of it. Matter of fact, Jesus Christ said, I'll grow my church. I'll build my church. And his church is about kingdom. Because that's his message. You know what the message of the church is? Get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You know how you do that? By coming down, being baptized, join the church. You can even get baptized and don't even have to be changed. You can just keep on living, drinking, doing whatever you do. And it, it really, really don't even bother too many people. Matter of fact, you hear nowadays that preachers are doing it. I had a deacon in a church 
that I pastored out in Texas, and he said, Brother Lord, are you busy? And I said, no. He said, come on, go with me a minute. And we went to a church. He had to work on the air conditioner, and we went to the church. And uh, I helped him a few minutes. He said, come in here. I want to show you something. And I went into the kitchen with him, and he walked over to the refrigerator. It had a great big old, great big refrigerator. And he said, look in here. And he opened it up, and it was full of beer in a church. Whoa. <laughs> oh, they're planning a party. It's okay. Church, that's not what it's about. It ain't about building a big church in town. They got big churches in town, and and and. And, and the churches are getting bigger, and the town's still going to hell. But when the kingdom comes in, things are going to change. And we don't gather down here because it's a church. It's the kingdom. We come because we're kingdom folks. We want to talk to each other, share with each other, uh, meet each other. You know, it ain't her job to go around and pray for everybody. It's our job. It's called body ministry. You know, it's an amazing thing about the body. You know, see that little that finger right there? Let me show you what body ministry is. You got itch? Well, we're, we're members of the body, ain't we? Huh? Is, is it his? Is he the finger? He's the mouthpiece. Your fingers and toes and whatever the body needs, you are it. And you go minister to. And sometimes all you have to do is just put your arm around them and say, I love you. That guy right there come kisses me. He kisses me more than Vila does. Because she knows me. And I've kind of gotten where I, I need it. And I miss it. And we need, we need, to, we need to get out of this church garden. I, and really, it's, church ain't going to heaven. Kingdom is, though. And I'm going to tell you something. Heaven ain't our home, and it never will be. God's going, we're going to live on earth. Jesus Christ coming to set up his kingdom soon. His kingdom, not his church. His kingdom, the church, there's a, there's a group in the church that's his bride his body, see, his body's still here. That makes his power legal through us because we are his body and we can do the things he did only as we're born again and washed in the blood and part of his kingdom. Now we live on earth. That makes us heavenly-minded and have the authority 
to operate the things we hear from heaven, we operate it right on earth. That's what it's all about. How many of you ready to go home? I am. I can't hardly stand up. <laughs> my, uh, ah, my <laughs> both. I've never been as ready um, as I am. I, we're going to see Jesus here real soon. And I personally, did, I, Ms. Vila could cancel my burial in policy because I personally don't look to die. I look to be raptured. Pretty doggone soon. I mean, it's right around the corner. And if you knew, if you watch the world and see the things that's happening today, kingdom against kingdom, individuals against individuals, husbands against their wives, kids against their parents, we're in trouble. And the end is just around the corner. I've never seen anything like it. Kids, kids don't even, they don't even respect their parents enough to even obey what they say to do. My daddy would have drop kicked me through a plate glass window if I do some of the things kids do now to their to their mamas and dad. It's it's amazing. Some of you would have to have false teeth. Knock them out. Good Lord, y'all. Ill-mannered. You don't know how to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. That's pitiful. How do you think you're going to enjoy heaven if you were allowed to get up there? You rebellious bunch of dirt. And that's all you are. I told Miss Vila one time, made her mad. I said, you just secondhand mud. <laughs> Real bad. And she didn't appreciate it, but she got over it. She talked divorce for a little while. But that's what we are. And we need to, listen, folks, we need to grow up. We're here for a reason. There's a purpose in why God created you. And it wasn't just so you could die and he'd save you and you'd go to heaven. That ain't what it's about. All of you, every last one of us has a purpose. I think, I think Miles Monroe said one time, it's better to die empty than to live without purpose. Now, dying empty means, Lord, I ain't got nothing else in here to give. I'm ready to die. That's dying empty. And Miles Monroe's last message was preached in Philadelphia. And he got on a plane and started flying back to his home. And he, and he preached he was empty. I'm empty. I poured it all out. And now I'm empty. And he never made it home. On earth. He was empty. 
And a lot of people die still full of what God put in them. Scared, sitting there in church, afraid because they're not educated. Afraid because they're not anointed. Afraid to get up here and sing. Afraid. Fear rules them. Get over it. It rules me. But you got to get past it. Fear is not our God. <laughs> I remember this lady a long time ago. Well, it wasn't that long. She's not that old. But she went... <laughs> You're welcome, darling. She, her and her husband both went to church with me at Calvary. And you couldn't, you, she could, she's good at what she does. But you had to just about whip her to get her to do it. Look at her. Just comes out, doesn't it? You know why? Because it's what she's full of. A, a, a little kid said, Daddy, how big is God? Uh, oh, Lord. Honey, he's big. Yeah, but how big? Is, he big? is he big as the car? And he said, oh, he's bigger than the car. Oh, but is he big as the house? Oh, yes, baby. He's bigger than the house. Hmm. Well, if he lived in us, he'd be sticking out all over, wouldn't he? See? He's sticking out all over. <laughs> you, just, you just can't help it, you know? You, it, it's in here. I like teaching. It's just in here. You know? It's just in here. Listen, you make mistakes. And we're afraid to make mistakes. God can handle mistakes. He just can't handle you sitting doing nothing. That, that shuts him down. See, God can't do anything because we sit down. And, and we, don't even, we don't even come to prayer meeting. We don't come down and say, well, Lord, you know. And you don't have to scream and holler at God. He just wants you. He ain't hard here. He just, he just wants to hear you say, Lord, what does the Bible say? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what you're here for. Get the will of God on earth. And you'll be surprised what happens. You really will. But it's going to take all of us. It ain't going to take these three sitting here on the front row and the rest of us going to eat dinner or whatever we do. It takes God wants us all to work together and be of one mind and one accord. You know what that mind is? The mind of Christ. What was the mind of Christ? The kingdom of God. 
That's the mind of Christ. You know what being holy is? God living in you. That's what produces holiness. I, I, I tried it years ago without him. And it is tragic. But if he's in you. And you respond to him. You're holy. You're holy. And that's all he wants. I'm going to have to sit down or fall down. And if I fell down, I'm afraid Brother Casey would give me mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, and I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) The only one that has that authority is Ms. Vila. Okay? And that's a fact. I love y'all. It's good. It, it, you know, and, and, and can't, can't, we just, can't we just come to church and enjoy each other? You know, some of you are funny, but most of us wouldn't know it. Some of you even look funny. And I clean my glasses off. Anybody got anything to say? Oh, come on. I figured somebody would say amen. (laughs) And you know that's a dangerous thing to say if we say it at the wrong time. We say things, we say, say an amen, say that's true or let it be. Let what you say come to pass. So be careful about saying that. Because it just might. Praise the Lord. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossing.com.